This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine OPI show. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Hey, I got your tip line right here. A dry Oktoberfest? Jack Buck's million dollar turn on and turn down. My brush with the 1990s Chicago Bulls. And our celebrity interview with Lauren Gold from The Who. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Back to You. And thank you for listening. I'm Howard Sudbury, along with Steve Baskerville. Steve, welcome to your show. You sound like you sound like you're coming from Jupiter. Do I? <laughs> yes. I don't know why. It, maybe it sounds fantastic, but from here it sounds like you're brother from another planet. Hey, you know what? We were talking about Tiger King last week, and you come on with this, and yes. behind you is a is a new animal to me. There's a cat behind you. Yeah, that is, um, that's Jude, uh, my son's cat that we've had here for quite a while now. And uh, he's an interesting creature. I never had cats. I'm not a cat guy. There's a certain stigma to that, too. Uh, so <laughs> that's why I'm making that clear. But um, he was the first one I've ever been around in my life. And he's a real interesting character because he's extremely smart and he reminds me of me. He's kind of cantankerous. He, you know, he doesn't want to be messed with when he doesn't want to be messed with, and he just takes off and goes and hides. I don't say I hate cats, but I've never wanted a cat. I think it's because they're way too independent. Look at Jude walking away from you right now over your shoulder. You know why? They don't like to sit with you or fetch something or any of that. Well, he does like to sit with you, but I think he <laughs> I think he's like a lot of people, he didn't want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, I'm getting smart, that's smart cat. Yeah, I'm getting the hell out of here is what it is. Oh my god. Okay, good night everybody. Yes, that's all the material we have. You know, people that do podcasts, they do they talk about show prep and all yeah. that. Did you yeah. do a lot of prep? Not really. I uh, I hardly did any prep uh, at all anymore. <laughs> Actually, that's not that's not true. There there are preparations that I do that probably the average stay at home person doesn't. And and once again, uh, we are at home in our separate homes uh, because of the need to uh, to try to cooperate and get ourselves in shape to be able to be with folks again. So it is critically important still that folks obey the stay-at-home request because the experts are still saying it, and I want to do everything I can to, to make sure that, that I uh, uh, obey that. I'm right with you on that, uh, Steve. And, you know, you, you try to get away from this when you can during the day. Um, I do anyway. I think most people do at this point. And, and the purpose of a podcast would be to get away with it. And yet, 
we can't during these times come on here and do this and ignore it because as we sit and record, we're right in the middle of it like everybody else. Well, see, you asked me about prepping. And uh, in all seriousness, I try hard to not cave in to the virus. I try hard not to let it take total control of my life. There's so much I can't control. But, for instance, I uh, usually go to bed at the same time at night. I try to. I get up uh, around the same time every morning. I try to keep routine in my life. You tease me because, see the shirt I got on? Folks can't see it. But this is the last of the bunch of shirts I got out of the cleaners about a month, a month and a half ago. Uh, I will put on a nice starch shirt, and uh, I have even gone as far as to press pants. Do you ever press pants anymore? I have, you, yeah, sure. You don't look like a press your pants guy. Oh yeah, I like a I like a nice crease in them. I don't like to wear wrinkled shit. Yeah. <laughs> <What> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? But is that something new because of the quarantine? No, because I don't remember you looking all pressed. No, actually, I, I do remember you. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> you don't look like the kind of guy standing iron wear in the bedroom pressing your pants. Uh, yeah, if need be. You know, it's interesting. I don't know what well, made me think of this. Okay, please Johnny. do. <laughs> so. Uh, that's routine. I try to, I, I, in my mind, I don't want to give in by wearing the same sweats or, or, or gym shorts or t-shirt as if I'm just succumbing to this whole thing. You know, I want to, I want to get uh, dressed with a purpose. My wife thinks it's funny. I'll be all dressed and she'll say, where are you going? And I'll say, downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Steve, let me tell them what you have on. You kind of described it, but it's what I would uh, call a dress shirt. I mean, you could put a natural-born tie on that thing and put a, you know, a sport jacket over it. Yeah. Now I. Uh, so you're fairly formal for home, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, when are you going to get uh, any clothing on? Well, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. As Steve looks at me here, he's we're facetiming to record this and. Yeah, I've got no shirt on, do I? No, you do have, what is that, a t-shirt you yeah, got Yeah, t-shirt. On? You know, around home, I have always worn, you know, like a pair of basketball shorts, yeah. you know, gym shorts, yeah. and and socks, and, and a t-shirt. Uh, that's just what I'm comfortable in, and I can wear it outside. I mean, they're just now, shorts. So well, let's get this straight. I'm not in I'm my not, underwear. No, I understand. When I say I don't dress up every day, but there are most days during the week where I feel like I want to keep some kind of uh, some kind of uh, I don't know purpose or encouragement or it's something that's personal that uplifts me. And I'll get sort of dressed. I'll try to eat uh, breakfast if I'm eating breakfast at the same time. I'm not going to let the virus interfere with many of my routines, although I can't go and visit folks and and be among others, there are parts of my life that I want to still try to control. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. but Yeah, I think uh, that's, a, that's a good approach, and it probably keeps you from, you know, being affected like a lot of people are where they get down. Um, yeah. You know, there's depression and there's anxiety, and people have a lot of, a lot of reason for that now. You know, they don't know yeah. about their work situations. They, they're you know, scared to go outside, scared to go to the 
the store. Um, at least I am. And, uh, you know, we all know you have to respect this thing. And I think for me, I'm only talking about me. If I sort of wore the same type of real, real uh, casual, loose stuff every day, I would sort of lose sight of, of, of each day. It would, it would all feel too much the same to me. Yeah. So I, that's why, you know, uh, some nice uh, creased khakis one day, and then the next day, some <laughs> jeans. Uh, like Jim I'm, Harbaugh khakis? <laughs> yeah. You think he's ever uh, pressed any pants? Mm, yeah, they look pressed. Uh, and I think he wears, uh, we're talking about the Michigan coach, former Bears quarterback, former 49ers head coach, Jim Harbaugh. I think he wears Dickies. Well, see, here's the thing. When I say, do you think he's ever pressed pants? I uh, Most folks will, will have pressed pants. I'm saying, do you, can you picture him standing up? barefoot in the bedroom pressing pants yeah like I, some people just don't look like they're pressing pants harbaugh i can because yeah. he is um i think that he's anal like that you know and i think that he's he's probably obsessed with them being pressed he wants to set an example for his players of course you know when you're a head football coach at a major university like that you can have somebody else press him that's that's i guess what you're getting at <laughs> you can have a press man so at this moment, you're setting a bad example for Jude. Maybe Jude. <laughs> Jude is long gone. I can tell you that right now. Hey, Jude. Jude said, I wish you would put on some pressed pants. <laughs> or some pants. <laughs> Once again, I know folks can't see this, but it's theater of the mind. Anytime we do these things behind me, I still have a sea of books because I'm in an office that is really hot right now. My wife and I'm not a lovely woman, love her to death. Uh, she puts the little heater on back here and it's close to 70 degrees outside. And I'm sitting in a room that just had a heater on. You mean like you a know, space little, heater? Yes. Wow. And I can't understand it. I'm like a baked Alaska back here. Wow! And do you do you complain to her? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's her reaction? I know her so, very so. well. Yes, that's what I would expect. <laughs> right. So get out of my room and put some pants on. Yes. Deal with that's it. What it says. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing in my room? I'm doing a podcast. Why? <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, by the way. I'm sitting in, a, in an office full of books, and I'm going to answer the number one question more than any other that in my life I have been asked, even from a child on. And the answer is yes, and I can prove it. I'm going to show it to you now. People will always ask me, do I know about that book, Hound of the Bat? Look at that. What's that? Wow. The Hound of the Baskervilles. Oh, yes. Yeah. A. Conan yeah, I, Doyle. Yes, I am aware of it, and I do have it. And so that answers that. Did you read it? <laughs> I think I saw the movie a couple of times. Who was in that? A uh, Basil Rathbone oh. and a guy named uh, Richard Green. Was I think it good? Green, it was very good. Uh, Richard Green played um, uh, Robin Hood, I think, in movies back in the day. We're talking about a film from the 30s and 40s. Huh. Yeah. Um, we're Good talking night, about we're, <laughs> when when somebody's doing yeah, a podcast and they say um yeah. 
yeah. you know they're out of material. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not worried about it because you're Johnny Prep too. You asked me about being <laughs> yeah. uh, prepped and prepared. Preparation, you said. Yeah. And I thought of preparation H. <laughs> <laughs> You've got such a quick mind. No, oh, I do. It's, wow. It's unbelievable. Dazzling. <laughs> um, hey, we're talking about your draft, dress. Do we, do you think... Let's get that clear. <laughs> what dress? <laughs> yeah, I should. You're talking about my dress. If somebody just picked it up right now, Steve's in a dress. Yeah. Did he say what that? What dress is he in? No. He has a lovely dress, uh, chiffon. Yes, sundress. Yes. Yeah. Look very nice. No, here's style of dress. But, you know, people are, everybody's working from home now, and they're doing Zoom conferences and things. Do you think that if you're working from home, or is this old-fashioned, that, that people ought to have something nice on instead of just a T-shirt and respect, you know, for their employer and their fellow employees? I think it goes further than that. I was going to call a, a friend of ours, uh, Janice and I have friends that go back way back and they live in California and I was just going to spring the call on him and I said huh maybe I'll FaceTime him and then I realized it, it, her reaction was he won't pick it up and I said why uh, FaceTiming and Zooming people is sort of like uh, the new uh, doorbell ringing of an unexpected guest yeah you have to be more prepared for it. Uh, you know, you have to dress up to answer the phone. And so I didn't FaceTime this person. And I was thinking, do I want to be FaceTimed out of the blue? And I don't think so in most cases. So, uh, which makes me feel that if I were part of a conference, a Zoom conference, uh, I would feel the need to dress to some degree. And I would expect others on the Zoom call to be dressed appropriately. And is that is that old-fashioned? Is that no. old-mannish, do you think? No, I think that's respectful. I do, too. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be calling somebody. In there. I had read somewhere that uh, some uh, businesses and, and large organizations who had staff meetings were complaining about some of the workers actually being in bed on the call. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, really. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Well, that's just sending the message that I'm not working. You know, I couldn't even yeah. get out of bed. So I'm, well, I'm not working. Well, you know, that's the equivalent of somebody on a summer day going to work with shorts on. Right. Yeah, shorts says, I'm here to have fun. I'm not here to be serious. Oh, I've seen a lot of that in our in our television station at CBS too. We'd have people come in. They'd, um, you know, dress to go on the air. They'd come in in their shorty shorts and their polo shirt or a t-shirt, yes. and then change right before they went on the air. And I think that sent a message to everybody around the station too that, uh, you know, I've got to go on the air here, and it's kind of inconveniencing my day. It's making me change out of my shorts. <laughs> it's getting, it's you know? getting in the way of my fun. Yeah. So you're really telling the general manager of the TV station that. You know, eh, I'm not taking this that seriously. <laughs> Do you know, as I look at you, if you just gain maybe 10 more pounds, you could be a nice Santa in the fall. <laughs> oh, boy. Is it David Letterman-ish? No, it's Santa-ish. Santa-ish. Wow. 
There's several things that are going to happen when you see folks again that you haven't seen in a while because of the stay-at-home policy. Yeah. One is that they're going to be chunkier than you remember them being. <laughs> Secondly, they're going to be hairier than you remember them being. That includes women, too. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You want to expand on that? And, and uh, <laughs> let's see. They might be uglier than you remember them being. <laughs> you know what made me think of that? Uh, I used to it's love It's an old Red, joke. Yeah, it's an old Red Fox line. Red Fox would say, follow somebody ugly home and see if somebody ugly doesn't open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Red yeah. Fox. Yeah. Man, he was fantastic stand-up. But I, I think that uh, people will, a, a lot of people might keep the changes that um, they went through during this virus effect. I mean, they may keep these beards or they yeah. may keep, uh, <laughs> they may keep the weight, not voluntarily, but they, <laughs> but they may keep that anyway. I've but actually I think lost be a lot weight. of different looks. Um, I've lost weight. I haven't been eating, you know, all day long. And, uh, you know, during the day I try to keep some kind of a routine, uh, binge watching a lot of shows, which I'll get into a little later. We'll talk about shows that we've been watching, but you know, I don't binge watch all day and sit there and eat potato chips. So, you know, my routine hasn't changed that much. So I just described my life. <laughs> <laughs> All dressed up, eating chips, binge watching TV. Yeah, chips and dip. That sounds good yeah. right now. You know what I'm enjoying? I'll hold up for you, and then we'll tell everybody you see that. Look at that bad boy right there. Yeah, a diet wow. Mountain Dew. Wow. You, you know, don't take, because I drink. You don't take many taps. Uh, taps. You don't take many naps if you drink that all day. No, well, I don't. I just found no. it in my refrigerator in the basement because we ran out of sparkling water. LaCroix yeah. and everything, so I had some pop down there, which we rarely drink, and uh, I grabbed a Diet Mountain Dew today for a treat. Now, when you say you found it down there, do you think some neighbors slipped in at night <laughs> and, and put some Diet Mountain Dew in the refrigerator? Uh, no, <laughs> I just haven't been in that refrigerator for a long time, so I, I forgot that it was down there. Yeah. So when I went to get my natural born water, that's the second time I've said natural born. I got that from you. Um, what, I haven't said it once. No, you haven't. But you say it all the time. What's it we mean? Just, we've just proved that to be untrue. I have not. <laughs> you don't say it. I yeah. don't say it all the time. And those listening to these podcasts probably have never heard me say that. You're assuming You're somebody's listening. He's out of order, Your Honor. <laughs> he is. I um, told you that I have uh, taken to different projects that uh, this has given me time for. I started to send you samples of it, but I'm working on sort of a memoir. Yes. Did you leave? Did you leave? Oh, I thought you left. <laughs> no, I was looking I at the you. little recorder here to make sure that we're recording. Oh, boy. After all of this, I sure hope so. Would you redo uh, it if I said we've got nothing on the recorder? There's not a chance. That's like, <laughs> that reminds me of a time 
uh, and people wonder when they see newscasts and other shows how much is really spur of the moment or real how much is real on television and i always uh, i was striving to keep things real when i'd be out in, in live shot situations and there was a a um, a a big celebration uh, in part of the town and i had to be there and there were a lot of folks around the bar and i had a producer with me that was my number one mistake don't ever carry a producer with you because that's <laughs> That's so redundant. I like to produce my own stuff, and you did too, yes. right? I mean, in, in many situations. But anyway, in, so the I'm, I'm standing at the bar, and folks are talking amongst themselves and, and are having a good time, and we're about to go on live in the next, you know, 10 minutes or so. So things are going. I kind of sneak in between, and I'm ready in place, and I want to start my presentation amongst these folks who are talking. The producer sees me getting ready, and with within a minute or so of airtime, the producer yells out, Okay, everybody, look natural. <laughs> yeah, right. And of course, look natural means act as phony as you can. Yeah, means staged. <laughs> yes. yes. In their minds, because nobody wants to look... Um, Whatever they think natural is, they're going to pretend to be that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's where a producer, you know, a bad one can get in your way. You yes. know, and they ruin or they can affect your performance. Uh, when you were, you know, when I was doing sports, it depended on the circumstance. Uh, we talked about it last week. So many people, as we record, are watching The Last Dance. So when you were in situations after ball games you know your producer was essential because they had to go get interviews while you were strapped up you know on courtside going on the air they would sometimes drag somebody out of the locker room to come go on live with you and things like that so a producer there a field producer was was necessary essential i want to ask you something that i don't want to put you on the spot and if you don't feel like uh, answering it by the way, oh, by the way, oh, I, I don't did mind. You, did you see yourself last night? I saw you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if I hadn't, um, I had my phone, Steve Baskerville style, um, strapped up in my bedroom, plugged in, and I was watching in my family room. So when I went upstairs at midnight or whatever time it was. <sighs> the amount of text that I got. It's you, it's you, it's you. <laughs> yes. I'm going through about, you know, 25 <laughs> of them. Yeah. And, and who knows how many more times it might be you. We got like, we've only done about half of these, right? Uh, I mean, there, yeah. there, are, there are many more well, episodes. Um, not even half. I think there are four. Six more, six more, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are yeah. 10 total. So that shot for some reason, because I don't think everybody was sitting around watching for me, must have been, um, in your face or something, because so many people that I know noticed it. Well, because you're looking for folks you know who could possibly uh, be in it, and we know that it's well within the realm of possibility that you would be in it uh, even more than once. Yeah. Uh, that's still uh, very likely to happen. Why did you think that might be putting me on the spot? It wasn't. You just, being Johnny Ramble, uh, you go on to something else, and uh, distract me. 
I don't, what I'm about to ask you has to do with what's coming up in the next episode. They teased it, and I and I was curious about the way they ended the program. They ended the program with a mystery. Uh, Sam Smith, a legendary uh, writer, uh, columnist for years in Chicago, for Tribune, I think, is yeah, where Sam wrote. Okay. Uh, I think it maybe it was in regards to a book he was writing or a column, but there was some person on the team that was starting to let out information about what was going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, left a lot of folks wondering who that could be. And he was thinking, it, it made you think it was Horace Grant. I think Michael even said something about, uh, was it Michael or... Uh, could have been Scotty said that uh, Horace Grant was felt like the number four wasn't getting enough attention as being responsible for for these victories. But anyway, he got sour, and the feeling is that it was Horace Grant who was letting the media in on the inner workings of the group because he was dissatisfied. Now, first of all. Do you know who it could have been? No. It would just okay. be speculation on my point. Um, there were guys that told me things, you know, not real secretive, you know, not real inside things, but there were guys that told me things that you could use on the record, but nothing, you know, that was, um, you know, about their teammates or about their coach or anything like that. And then there were, you know, there were things that Jordan told me uh, over the years that when we were in private that I knew that he didn't have to say this is off the record you know I you know it was off the record because we were in a private setting so I wouldn't put that on the air and uh, did you have many instances where that would come up oh yeah a lot of them L many 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 of them over the years really yeah uh, I drove I think I might have told it on an earlier podcast. Did I tell you the story or did I? I don't remember. We've done, what, 32, 33 shows? But I drove Jordan to practice one time in Detroit. Did I tell you that one? You told me that, but I don't know if we told it on. Well, I'll, I'll give you the uh, shortened version. Um, we were in Troy, Michigan, staying at the Marriott, the Bulls team hotel, and go to practice the teams always practice when they're playing that night and they practice about 11 o'clock because pat riley started that they wanted to get the players up you know going during the day so they wouldn't lay around and sleep all day so they have a light practice shoot around for about an hour at the arena so i was in the lobby getting ready to go to practice and then afterwards we do interviews and we use those on the early newscasts on our live shots so I was standing in the lobby getting ready to go. Phil Jackson sticks his head out of the bus that was parked out front. And he says, have you seen Michael? And I said, no, haven't. So Phil steps back up the steps to the bus and tells the driver, let's go. So the bus pulls away. No Michael on it. And uh, a few minutes later, Jordan walks up and he says, where's the bus? And I said, it just left. He said, you got a car? I said, yeah. He said, let's go. So we go get in my rental car and we tear out and I'm driving like 90 miles an hour out on the interstate on the way to the Silver Dome. 
And I'm thinking to myself, man, if I wreck this thing and flip it, I mm. can't go back to Chicago if I hurt this man. Mm. You know? And he's... Who cares if we hurt you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. But anyway, Michael was telling me on there, he had an injury or a, you know, uh, something that was nagging him. Um, I think it was reported that it was his wrist. And I asked him how it was. And he said, it's actually not my wrist. He said, I think it was a finger or the top of his hand. Well, I didn't put that on the air because we were, you know, off the record going up to practice. If I asked him about it in an interview setting, that would be different. So that that's just the way that I tried to preserve a, a relationship, you know. That's just the way I did it. And and Michael took care of me a lot over the years because of that, too. When you say took care of you, what do you mean? Did interviews where maybe he didn't want to or where I was in a situation where... Uh, it was just me alone with my cameraman, and he had done all his other media obligations, and he would stop and give me something, you know, some questions that I wanted to ask where I got him by myself and maybe gave me different answers that he gave the entire group. So, you know, he would he would generally stop in situations like that. So, you know, he, as I said, the last podcast we did, he said, uh, you treat me with respect, I'll treat you with with respect. Sort of like the arrangement we have. He, well, kind of. Kind <laughs> of. Do um, you want to know, here, I'm going to disappear from frame again. <laughs> this is all, I love it when it goes dead like this. Yeah, I can't, I can't read this thing. I don't know what it is you're trying to read. Even I the think, cat how on, many minutes in do you think we are? Oh, too many. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would think we're probably 28 minutes in. Uh, very good. Twenty nine. Isn't that for something? those scoring then, at home? And I'll tell you why uh, that is good and that's bad. Okay. We have spent so many years doing the unnatural. I can tell folks how long. Hey, take it easy. Roughly, roughly five minutes is how long. I mean, when you know life in intervals like that, I don't know how healthy it is. You know, when you know how long uh, ten seconds might be. Right. Or you uh, 40 seconds to talk. Uh, you know, I know how how time goes by in these small frames of minutes and seconds. Sure. I mean, people that haven't done radio or television might think that's miraculous when somebody gives you uh, 30 seconds and you've got a clock in your head and you talk to 30 seconds. Yep. And, you know, it's it's not that hard after you've done it for a while. Of course, we worked with a lot of people in television that didn't pay any attention to cues and they have no well, respect for the other people that are in the broadcast because once they eat that time up they got to take it from somewhere or the only other thing that it could be uh today is that i have a stopwatch right here <laughs> <laughs> you're cheating no no i don't no i i was a pure guess all right i'm going to read a little something here i want you to listen to this please mm-hmm. if you like back to you then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network like And Friends. And Friends is all about those conversations that real friends have. Kimmy, Tommy, and Samuel discuss sex talk, history, blatant narcissism, and more. So come meet your new best friends with And Friends. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio misfits steve is holding up a picture now of scotty <laughs> pippen is that you yes wow i i look like uh, you, 
wow. some heavy set little man he picked up off the corner. You do. You that's a horrible pose and you usually <laughs> you usually <laughs> photograph that's very well. Glad, that's why I'm glad people can't see this. Didn't, uh, didn't Scotty ask you out on his boat one time? You and his you and your daughter? Here's the deal. Scotty and I and I don't know how this happened. We were doing a promo for television for a fundraiser of some kind. And I don't remember what it was right now. But we were going to meet at the uh, playground across the street from the Birdo Center. And the Birdo is where they worked out. Yeah. And across the street were several uh, hoops and uh, area where you could play tennis. And we were going to go over to the basketball court. And that's why in this photo, it's me standing with Scotty and I've got the basketball. <laughs> I've got the basketball. That's so funny. Yes. But we get there, and my daughter goes with me, who was in, she's probably in her teens, and maybe uh, 12 or so. And uh, the three of us are waiting for the crew to show up. And and the crew, as all crews tend to be, we're about 30 minutes late, 45 <laughs> minutes late. If they're not leaving the building with you, they're going to be late. So Scotty and my daughter and I are waiting for the crew and we're waiting, and it was a warm day in the summer, so we got in his Jeep, and I believe it was a Jeep, and we sat, and we just talked. And it was one of the most terrific times I've ever had, and I was glad my daughter could be there. We sat in Scotty's Jeep, just waiting for the crew. And he talked about growing up in Arkansas, and he talked about things he liked to do, and how, um, parts of the country that he hadn't seen. There were plenty of parts we hadn't seen as a family. And then my daughter had to bring up. See, kids will find a way, if it's possible, to embarrass you. <laughs> it's all going too smooth. How can I embarrass my father quickly? And so she brings up the fact that I can't swim. <laughs> and I look at her. And I'm going, why are you telling the man I can't swim? Because we're talking about vacations, and we don't go places where they're swimming. And he, I thought he would never stop laughing at that. And he thought that it was so funny that, you know, both my kids swim, my wife swim. Uh, I shouldn't be telling this because somebody might throw me in a pool now knowing I can't swim. Hey, a lot of people don't, a lot of people can't swim and don't like the water at all. Well, anyway. Anyway. Uh, speaking of Scotty's boat, and Scotty had said, you know, I have a boat, and I go out often, you should come out on the boat. Oh, is that what brought this up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I thought it was, maybe he wanted to throw me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it, why would he want to invite me on a boat? But uh, and I don't know why I never took him up on that. I but do. I didn't. Well, it seemed like it was a nice gesture. But I thought if I, and he gave me his number, and I thought if I called that number, it would be, we're right. sorry. The number you have called is no longer. Now, why would I think so? I like think, that? actually, you were afraid that he would answer it, and that you pictured, like, 
his boat being like a Dennis Rodman party going on (laughs) on it. And your young teenage daughter out there, and they're (laughs) drinking and and driving it. You know, athletes, a lot of professional athletes like to live on the edge. So, you know, the speedboat going 75 miles an hour. Yeah, the front of it way up in the air. Yes, like a, what what do they call those boats? Cigarette boats? Yes. Is that what they call those speedboats? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I have. In my mind, when I fantasize it, right, and you uh, can't yeah, that swim. had a lot to do with it. Yeah, that had a lot to do with it. All but right, I just, thought, I just thought it was something to say, but it probably yeah. wasn't. It was a you nice were scared. Gesture. There's no question. All right, we're past halftime, Steve, so we're gonna take a break. This is back to you with the Ramble Brothers. We'll be <laughs> right back. If you missed the Los Losano or La, Los. Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Dick Biondi, DJ WLS FM. Dick Biondi, you're such a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. Uh, when I was working in Youngstown in 1957, I was doing record hops, and we always had 1,100 kids or more. And I was at the uh, Idora Park, which was like the Great America. And my deal was I would sit on a flagpole for three days and three nights. Ow. So they put up a flagpole, <laughs> gotta be uncomfortable. 100 <laughs> yes, feet up, <laughs> and they put a little platform up there. And everything was fine, except the second night. I'm sleeping, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing bang, 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 and I look over the side, and a guy is shooting up at me. Oh, God. <laughs> and, it, it, and it was the uh, security guy for the thing. Oh, my. <laughs> and, and, and I can't believe it, and I said, what the heck is going on? He said, I've been trying to wake you up. The cops are here with coffee and donuts. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Losano. Now on Losano.com. Good luck trying to spell Losano or whatever the f it's called. If you like Back to You with Howard and Steve, then be sure to check out some other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, would you buy a 1994 Corvette with only 641 miles on it? Plus, rumors of their death have been greatly exaggerated. We're talking about sedans. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I have so many pictures in here, Howard. You don't see the pictures. No, I don't. Uh, we're back, by the way. It would blow your mind. We are back. The people listening are saying, well, it's not blowing our minds. We can't see it. Yeah. You yeah. got pictures of me in your office? Uh, let's see. Are you? I don't think. I, yeah, this is a picture. Let me see. I don't know whether there's a picture of you here. Why did you uh, say there was? I didn't see a picture of you. You said I've got so many pictures of you. Did didn't I you? say that? I think no, you did. Think so. you this is a great way to start again. I don't know what you said. <laughs> I don't know what you said, and you don't know what you said. <laughs> can this be edited out? <laughs> it can be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've got no pictures of you in here, but I do have pictures of you somewhere. I got a lot of them on my phone. Um, 
let's talk for a second. I said, um, again, that's a bad sign. When you don't know what your co-host said, and when you say, um. At least you didn't say natural born. Natural born. Natural born. Um, As I said earlier, I haven't been. If he says, um, again. Yeah, I can't help it. It's a tick. (laughs) Go ahead. I have, uh, there I said, uh, now it's really going to become a uh, thing for me. It's gonna, I'm going to be, be conscious. I'm going to be you make, self-conscious. You make me think of old folk stuff. There used to be a song called There I've Said It Again. Yeah. <laughs> there anyway, I've Said It Again. Anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, oh no. watching shows. I don't binge watch all day, but I usually go up to my bedroom, watch TV, and start watching something. So listen to this list of shows that I have completed uh, the I'm up to date on. Better Call Saul, Goliath, fabulous show. Do you watch Goliath? I watched all of Goliath. Billy Bob Thornton? I've watched none of Better Call Saul. What a great actor. Um, Billy Bob? Billy Bob. Oh, fabulous. Ozark. Billions. Billions starts again May 3rd, by the way. People have raved about both. I've watched neither. Succession. Loving it. That's on HBO. Great, great binge material. And uh, Brian Cox is the actor that portrays a character that's Rupert Murdoch-like. And yes. Brian Cox is fabulous. I mean, yes. I think he won an Emmy for it, and he should have. Um, I'm watching True Detective and Waco now. Interested in Waco? I've watched the first season of True Detective. That's the one I'm on right now. It's That's fantastic too i've watched a lot of documentaries have you seen sour grapes on netflix no i haven't that is the story of a guy that was counterfeiting um he was making counterfeit labels and stuff for expensive bottles of wine and selling them at auctions worth tens of millions of dollars total and uh, you know they always end the same way they end up in jail but uh how people can talk their way into these situations and out of them? I don't know. Um, another good one. Do you know where the term con man comes from? Or what it's short yeah, for? Uh, well, uh, what it's important for. Uh, well, some kind of uh, confidential situation. Yes, right? it's confidence man yes. is what it's yeah. short for. I didn't know that. I didn't really know. the. Yeah. I never thought of the origin of it because yeah, I, you hear the term con man and you know what it means. Yes. Um, but that's the that's the title of a dirty money show on Netflix um, on Donald Trump, the confidence man. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, that was really yeah. fabulous. That and the other one on uh, his son-in-law. Yeah, Kushner. Yes. Yeah. Really, I mean, they basically, and you know, this get people mad, but it's it's true. Uh, get some people mad. I mean, they conned people out of you know a lot of their money and um, bought buildings and sold buildings and, you know, this and that. And some of their dealings have been unbelievable. Especially if you don't know much about Kushner. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll be uh, enlightened. Oh, you will be. And now, it, I have, I, you watch stuff that I, I have watched some of, and I've probably watched stuff you would never turn on. Now, I love Top Chef. Oh, I do, too. And I also are, like Chef. Chef. Have yes. you seen Chef on Netflix? Uh, uh, aware of it, but I haven't. 
That is uh, fabulous. John Fabro. Favreau, um, yeah. is it with a V, right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, he he produces it, and he's in it with uh, Roy Choi. See, uh, this is when we really miss uh, Tony and Sam. Yes. Because they would, uh, when we start this part of the conversation, just yelling out wrong names. And yeah. Wrong titles. They start Googling <laughs> things, and they slide a well, piece of paper over. They don't have to Google it. No, they will know it. Of course, usually if you, you know, if you've done your preparation for a show, <laughs> maybe you'd have these facts, but I didn't know we were going to wind up here because we're rambling. You, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know I was going to Other times you up. don't ramble. Yeah, I see. Other times you don't ramble. Have you seen the movie The Gentleman? No. Guy Ritchie is the director of it. Pretty cool film. If you like that, he reminds his work reminds me of Tarantino's. There's a lot of violence in it, in action, and uh, um, I just tend to like Guy Ritchie movies. How uh, old is like, it? Within the last uh, what year? Not even that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, let um, me go back to that chef. Uh, the episode that I saw, um, Wolfgang Puck was in it, and. I really liked, he had John Favreau cook an omelet, prepare one, and he tasted it, and he said, that's very well done, very well done. However, Wolfgang Puck talks, but it reminded me then, as I was watching him, of a situation you were in with Wolfgang Puck, <laughs> when he you was know. in the studio with you. Yeah, you always remember you are obscure things. You are like, did you talk to my daughter? Like, how can we embarrass him? Let's find things that <laughs> I love. Remember. This is a this is one of my favorites. I, it's just one of those things where you you would think it would turn out differently. Right. But he was. Right. I had him in a weather segment, which was bizarre, and he was in the studio doing weather with me, Wolfgang Puck. And um, we go through our conversation and we talk about the the weather. And he may have had a dish he had already prepared, and it was delicious. And it was going to be in one of his new restaurants. And the new restaurant just newly opened in Las Vegas. And I said to him, off camera, I said to him, hey, I love Vegas and I'm there a lot. So what's the name of the restaurant again? And he said, well, Wolfgang Pop. I'll be, I'm going. I'll be there in a month. And he goes, great. And I said, well, yeah. And I said, hard to get in? He said, oh, no, not too hard to get in. If you show up early. What do you mean show up early? I'm thinking show up early. When's he going to tell me I've got my free in? Yeah, he's going to give and, you the card and say, here, yeah, call this name, number and ask for or, Roberto. Or tell or, Bob that I, that I sent you. Yes. And I was giving him hint after hint. Yeah, I'll be there probably uh, on a weekday, not a weekend, because it won't be as busy. You'll no, love it. it. You'll love it. It's wonderful. You'll, oh, you'll love it. Please, you'll please go. And, and make sure you show up early. <laughs> early. Very crowded. Line is long. You're very excited. I can't get you in. <laughs> and, and I'm wondering, what does it take? To get the free dinner. You're right. Well, Not that that's a deal. There was no deal made. You didn't no. have to get free dinner. Well, you weren't going to get a free dinner, but you just wanted to get a reservation. Yes. So you could spend your money. Yes, exactly. I really wasn't looking for a free dinner. Please I go. 
it wouldn't break me if I paid for it necessarily. <laughs> Although it is real expensive. And, you know, Las Vegas used to be a place where they didn't want you spending your money in restaurants and yeah. on shows in particular. Now it's the complete opposite. Who knows what it'll be like when it's there again for folks to visit. But that's one of that's one of the uh, strangest scenes, I think, is we've seen, you know, video and pictures from around the country and around the world uh, is the Las Vegas Strip with no cars and no people on it. I mean, that to me, Vegas well, it, never closes. It's going to be a long time before we, without thinking too hard about it, just stroll into places like a casino and you know we're so in tune to keeping a distance now yeah how long how much longer later on will we have to do that well i know do do you want to belly up to a craps table and you know what it's like around a hot craps table you got people on top of each other and then you're handling chips that other people have touched and money and you know i mean there's no way to safeguard against anything in a situation like that or in a crowded restaurant And it's something, it's a constant sad reminder, even if things are open, and imagine you are at a casino and you're at the poker game or uh, any of these table games, and the the person's got a mask on, and you've got to have your mask on. And that's not a joyful sight when you see it. No. So how much of that comes into play with a lot of things we do, will do. Oh, I know. I, I, you know, I can't think. I can't even picture getting on an airplane for a long, long time. You know, crowded. Well, all air, air, you know, airplanes are always full. Not now, but I, I saw something pretty interesting about how companies are already thinking about how they can rearrange seating on an airplane huh. instead of having three across uh, the center seat being turned facing the opposite direction, or maybe no center seat at all, just removing center seats out of all the aircraft, but, just trying to create more distance. And yeah. then and then, uh, right beside your head, some kind of plexiglass or, or plastic or shield of some kind that protects your face as much as possible from the person sitting near you. But then above you, you've got that little... Uh you know, thing that you twist that shoots yeah. recycled air out on your head. Well, you know, yeah. that's the part that scares me. Well, I'm not so sure that that's that unsafe. I thought I had seen. Well, it, it might not be. I mean, I, I shouldn't throw that I out think there. It's more, I think it's more the people that you're concerned about than anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the air is recycled, but I guess by the time it goes through the system of the airplane and everything, it would be all right. So, yeah. You know, um, misinformation is bad. This is fake news. Right? I left. <laughs> I went to go get a newspaper. Do you, so I could look it up. That is old manish. <laughs> yeah, Do you still get newspapers out at the foot of your curb? No, that's why I said that, because you, you'd react to it. It hasn't been that long, has it, since For you canceled what? your natural born <laughs> newspapers yeah. yeah i used to have one thrown up there uh right on the walk and i'd go get my newspaper to read my outdated news hey steve yeah we'd like to invite everybody to listen subscribe right back to you on opishows.com or That's wherever a great you idea. 
Uh, you like that? Or wherever yeah. you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. It's free. And when there's a new show that is released, it'll show up automatically on your device. So you can check it out anywhere you get podcasts. Look for Back to You, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. How about that? Once again, the reason why this is enjoyable is because it's a chance to check in. Yeah. It's a chance to to continue with routine and uh, be as close to normal as you can. And hopefully for those who are listening, uh, it's reassuring that you can continue with things that might be appealing to you. Yeah, I agree. And uh, as we go on here, like, like we've said, um, I have a little board here a little machine a mixer uh to run the audio and i've got a recorder and a microphone we're going to get you a microphone you're on facetime right now but we're obviously doing this from home and our guys are going to figure <laughs> out how to bring in you guests made, right you made that you, you made that sound like you're going to have a GoFundMe to get me a microphone <laughs> <laughs> no they're going to they're going to send it to you. How excited are you to hook that thing up to a recorder or whatever you have to do to get it get it operable? <laughs> are you a technical, technically oriented? No, uh, no. does it come with a, a little man in a box who jumps <laughs> out and will, and will help you put it together? It might. Um, we'd like to uh, give a special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo spelled backwards. Back to you is distributed by Ed Silha, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. Steve, it is fun to communicate with people, um, you know, talk to you, throw things out there, maybe get people's mind off the coronavirus, and maybe we hit on something interesting in this hour when we visit. And I'm I'm going to think hard about this, but there's somebody else that you remind me of now with this look you got. And I can't think of it off the top of my head. Maybe I'll figure it out in a week's time or so. Somebody threw out Jeff Bridges. I think you did. I did. Yeah. yeah. That's not quite it, but it's close. I've seen Jeff Bridges with that look in some films. Usually he plays a down and out guy. When he has <laughs> look. What are you trying to say? <laughs> That's a down and out look. That's why I said that. I like that because I am down, down when and I out. Say, when I say down and out, I, it's down and out by choice. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people will keep those looks that they may have while they're not in the public eye necessarily. I mean, walking down the street and hovering around downtown. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't care People what just it looks discovered, like. Just, no, you just discovered a new look. Yeah, I mean, when I don't... When was the last time you looked like that? I don't care. Yeah, probably, my God, probably when I was 20 years old. You know what you make me You make me think of another Red Fox line. He'd see you and he'd say, excuse me, sir, were you a fighter? And you'd go, no. And he'd say, oh, well, you just looked that way from the beginning? <laughs> 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 so that's a... You're a funny guy. That's an interesting look. I can uh, tell you. you. There. All right. Well, we're going to do this again next week and uh, whenever that is. And I'm going to get out of this hot room near 70 degrees and there was a heater that was on. Ridiculous. The heater's been turned off. I don't get it. Ridiculous. You Would your wife me. come in front of this uh, 
camera and no. microphone and go on? No, because I so. uh, it would create quite a stir. Because you have to remember, this is a, a quarantine-type situation. Yeah. And you don't want to start riling people up no. for the sake of your podcast, and then the podcast ends, and I've got 23 more hours to go. <laughs> it gets tense in these houses. It, it, can, it can get rough. I quarantine <laughs> right here in this room. All right, Steve. That's, that's it. What? What's it? We're going to go. Are you serious? We were yeah. just revving up. We were just revving up. Well, we're in this long wind-up, or wind-down. Well, I've uh, enjoyed it, as usual. Uh, take care, and hopefully the next time we'll find a, a quicker, easier way to end these things. Yes, we're working <laughs> on it. It's a work in progress. We want to thank everybody for clicking on back to you. Yes. On the opishows.com. Stay and safe, stay strong, uh, stay together, and it, hopefully it won't be a whole lot longer until some of the things affecting us will change. I'm just trying to be hopeful, not delusional about it all. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, uh, I second everything that you said, and I want to stay positive. That's really important for all of us right now. All right, Steve. Peace. Peace. Peace and blessings. All right. Goodbye. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This week on Anne Friends, we're still stuck in quarantine, and we're going to be talking about some hilarious stuff that we have found across this, the world that is stuck inside. Like, I talk about uh, goats that you can hire out to spend some time in your Zoom calls with you. And online dating. How was it before? How is it now? How will it be in the future? And I give a look into our possible savior, Tom Hanks, with this coronavirus possible savior that is all that and more on the new episode of and friends an opie show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com hey this is tony losano and if you like podcasts well i'm the guy that you want to meet well maybe but i have my own called nude hippo the podcast and i do it with uh many members of and friends uh including kimmy hello we feature some of the coolest guests like Ryan Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> Is this over? Yes. <laughs>